You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. Long Island Sound advocates plan to appeal a federal decision to expand Tweed Airport. Offshore wind developers met with advocates about projects in the New York Bight, and Governor Lamont delivered his State of the State address in Hartford today. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. prominent steward of the Long Island Sound says their group will appeal a federal decision to allow an expansion of Tweed New Haven Airport. WSHU's Davis Donovan has more. Last year, the Federal Aviation Administration approved Tweed's plan to build a new terminal and lengthen its runway. The FAA didn't require a full environmental impact statement, but said they found no significant potential threats to the environment from the expansion. Save the Sound called the FAA's decision woefully inadequate. They said it addressed few, if any, of the concerns raised and made no meaningful changes. Roger Reynolds is with Save the Sound. The whole point of federal law is that they need to take a hard, meaningful look at what the environmental and human impacts are going to be. We think this study failed to even come close to that. Several community groups in and around the airport have protested the expansion. They say more planes will lead to more noise pollution, air pollution, and risks to wildlife. Davis Donovan, WSHU News. Environmentalists in New York met with representatives from three proposed offshore wind farms. Both sides agreed renewable energy is vital for the state's future. WSHU's Bill Rodriguez reports. The projects Excelsior Wind, Attentive Energy One, and Community Offshore Wind are from different developers who seek approval from New York. Adrian Esposito with the Citizens Campaign for the Environment says the transition to clean energy is a difficult but necessary one. And I just want to say, look, this is hard. We're transitioning the way we use electricity. We're transitioning from fossil fuels, which we have used since the Industrial Revolution, to something new. The offshore wind projects plan to work closely with communities to mitigate any potential negative impact to marine life, shoreline, and infrastructure. Negotiations are underway between the companies and the state to help New York achieve 70% renewable energy by 2030. The three wind farms would generate enough energy to power close to 2 million homes. Bill Rodriguez, WSHU News. And speaking of offshore wind, Connecticut's industry is growing. The state has launched the Connecticut Wind Collaborative to make sure the workforce can keep up. Paul Lavoie is the state's chief manufacturing officer and chairperson of the new collaborative. He says it's all part of helping a -a once-in-a-generation industry. The offshore wind industry is in its infancy. We have the pier that we've invested in to make sure that that's a heavy lift pier where we can marshal the offshore wind projects that we have. And we have this opportunity for us to make sure that we have the workforce here in Connecticut and also on a regional basis, that we have the supply chain, that we have the research and development capabilities, and that we continue to max out our ports and our infrastructure across the state. Seed funding of close to $600,000 for the new nonprofit has come from energy companies Orsted and Eversource, who are both involved in offshore wind projects with the state. Governor Lamont has proposed a $26 billion annual budget that keeps fiscal guardrails in place. More on that in just a bit, but first a message from our supporter.
Local support comes from Hartford HealthCare, the only health system in the Northeast, with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the LeapFrog Group, the nation's leading independent safety watchdog group, hartfordhealthcare.org. Several New York manufacturers have secured waivers to allow for more of the toxic chemical 1,4-dioxane than is allowed to be present in a household product. That's despite a state law from 2019. The Citizens' Campaign for the Environment says they've found more than 1,500 products with waivers from the State Department of Environmental Conservation last year. Jordan Christensen is with the group. We were even more surprised at how high the numbers were of 1,4-dioxane in those products far higher than we have been anticipated, far higher than we had found in our initial testing back in 2019. So far this year, 26 products have gotten waivers, and the number of them exceeding the cap has actually gone down. Almost 120 Connecticut UPS employees will be laid off by April. The layoffs are a part of a company-wide wave of terminations impacting 12,000 employees due to decreasing domestic and international shipping volumes. The layoffs could save UPS a billion dollars. Nearly 11 miles of wastewater management tunnels and pipelines were constructed along the south shore of Long Island. The structures are part of the Bay Park Conveyance Project, which seeks to improve water quality and storm resiliency along the western bays. The pipes will carry nitrogen-treated water to an ocean location three miles offshore so that wastewater can be dispersed. New Haven Mayor Justin Elliger joined the Lenox Street Tenant Union as they petitioned outside of their landlord's office yesterday. Elliger wants to see ocean management reach an agreement with the union to establish better living conditions. Ocean management is not keeping these properties at a level that is healthy and safe and humane for the tenants. And whether it's flooding or mold or rodents or just general maintenance. Residents are concerned that the company may be in talks to sell their Lennox properties. The union urges the landlords to adopt a yearly lease rather than the current month-by-month payment to help avoid a mass eviction. They also hope to have stable rent, improved communication with the landlord, and protection from retaliation against union members. The union has given Ocean until February 13th to respond to the petition. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont delivered his State of the State address to lawmakers today. He proposed a $26 billion annual budget that keeps in place the state's 2017 fiscal guardrails. WSHU's Ebong Udama reports. Lamont says the proposed adjustments to the second year of the state's biannual budget increases spending on education, social services, and housing, but they don't get rid of the fiscal guardrails that have helped the state pay down its pension debt and create a buoyant rainy day fund. And paying down our debts in a robust rainy day fund, that doesn't shortchange our programs. It has resulted in six years of consistent increases in our social programs, rather than that herky-jerky boom and bust cycle from yesteryear. Republican leaders applauded Lamont's commitment to maintain the fiscal guardrails, 
Vincent Candelara is the House Minority Leader. The governor is recognizing that we have a budget in place and we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, and I think he's appropriately looking at areas that we could um, enhance and work on. But bottom line is we, we have to get our spending under control. Democratic leaders, including Speaker Matt Ritter, argue it's time to revisit the guardrails. There are some people saying if you touch the guardrails, one dollar, the state will collapse. Well, that's not accurate. And there's some people who say that we need to get rid of the caps, they've done no good. Well, that's not accurate. Paying down debt, creating spending cap room, that has changed the state of Connecticut. Having a budget reserve fund is the most liberal thing you can do. He says negotiations on whether to tweak the fiscal guardrails will be a major issue for lawmakers to consider in their three-month session that ends in May. Ebong Udama, WSH News. news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or stream anytime with the WSHU app or on our website, WSHU.org. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And like everything else you hear on WSHU, this podcast is also made possible with support from our listeners. So if you like what you hear, consider making a donation to our station or becoming a member. All the info on how to do that is there for you on our website. I'm Sabrina Garone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.